Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. Your double E, Ina Esco, in the building. And check it out. Today, we are on location with one of my good friends. Um, I want to say Ski Fi to all the men of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity out there because I have with me a member of Alpha Phi Alpha. I'm talking about Kelvin York Brown. He is the owner of I Am Fitness, and he is also the founder of Nonprofit Boys to Men. He uh, has a very decorated resume in regards to nutrition, nutritional science, and everything about the body and how it works. And he often tells me, don't say I have a gym, Ina. I have a fitness center. How are you, Kelvin? I call him KB. What's going on? Yeah, definitely KB if you knew me from college. But in the industry, it's been York. It's been York. Yeah, it started because people were calling me New York. Okay. And then all of a sudden, it just York just took over at some point. Uh, okay. He's actually a personality. Oh. Yeah, he's different than KB. He's different. Yeah, KB's a little street <laughs> suave dude from Long Island, Wine Dance, New York, 11798, eight stand up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just the dude that grew up wanting to emulate what he saw around him. Uh, was, you know, at the time, there was a lot of drugs, and, you know, the crack era had just started. Um, and, of course, you get influenced by that. But I had a gift. God gave me a gift to play basketball. So basketball kind of got me out of there. Mm-hmm. And also, the people in that community just made sure I stayed out of that. Yes. Like, they was like, nah, you're going to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, well, why can't we all get out of here? We can't all ball like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're going to use that to push your platform and, and get you away from all of this. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was uh, that was KB, man. He's He's the one that can see things through his third eye. Third eye. Yeah, I don't necessarily see things. You you can physically see things, yeah. but the third eye, you can't lie to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it burns to your soul. Yes. So a lot of times we have to identify through that. And that is that level of knowledge of self. That's that mm-hmm. understanding. Like, you can't lie to yourself. So just yeah. keep it 100. So that's who KB is. York is just a fitness guru. Did, did I see York today? Because we are on location, yeah, like I yeah. said, at I Am Fitness. Yeah. Uh, me and Albert, um, the student at Lamorna College that works with me, uh, we got a chance to walk around, get some footage, and watch the actual routine that you have in place. And it's amazing because I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. Okay, that's all they got to do. But they had to do it consistently and switch up stations for an hour. And I can see how everyone kind of, you know, you can tell it's kind of taxing on the body a bit as you keep going. So I saw York today. That was York. So with York, (laughs) um, I'm no nonsense. Mm -hmm. York is New York. Like, I don't want to hear all the whining and crying. I don't want to hear your excuses. Let's figure it out. Let's get the best energy you can give me for the day and the time, and we're going to make this happen, Mm -hmm. right? And I always got criticism of, like, yo, you're training these females like they're guys. Mm. Well, I've studied exercise physiology at several different levels, and I've never seen a boy exercise and a girl exercise. Wow. There's moderations for people that are stronger and weaker, Mm -hmm. but I don't have any weak women in this program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you had a lot of women that were on fire today, strong women. Yeah, and they can keep up with the men, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But, um... Of course, you want to keep things in perspective and you want to make sure safety is first. And that's that's my goal. Mm-hmm. I, I could care less about, you know, uh, a, a woman exercise and a guy exercise. There's no such thing, man. And sometimes mm-hmm. we, just like in society, man, we'll take in, we'll, we'll put these little barriers in front and set limitations for ourselves when we really don't have to. Yeah. Just make it happen. Do it the right way. Figure it out and, and enjoy it. So. 
this fitness thing for me, man, is um, full circle. I don't know if I ever told you, like, uh, my mom died at age 48. From mm. hypertension and my dad, my dad died at age thirty six. Wow, that's so young. Yeah, and then my brother from diabetes and hypertension, he was uh, on dialysis for like six years. Yo, mm. you know what I mean, so like, I didn't want that for myself. And then, you know, when my mom died, I took it hard. I didn't want to get any help. Mm-hmm. You know, you, from the hood, you just figure it out, tough it up. Yeah, and uh, I wound up suffering from depression myself. Man, I had mm. a suicide attempt. Wow. I'm a suicide survivor. Yeah, mm. proud to say it. I'm, I'm glad and I'm happy to talk about it. A lot mm. of people know me from school. I was the academic All-American, the basketball yes. All-American. So, At LeMoyne. Yeah, from LeMoyne on college. And they, they never knew. Like, you know, I even went to prison. I went to prison for a short term. So all of that was before LeMoyne or after LeMoyne? After or LeMoyne. After, after my mom died. After your yeah, mom died. When you went through died. your depression. Yeah, yeah, depression is real, man. And yeah. we're not taught as, especially in the black community, man, we're not taught to deal with that. So mm-hmm. it takes over, and we make some poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, like in my situation, it wasn't what I did, it's what I knew. Mm. So they can implement you based on what you knew. You didn't have to do it, but you were a part of it because you knew it. And so one of the things I do through my Boys to Men program is make sure I expose that to them, man. Mm-hmm. You can't be with some dude selling dope and you just sitting in the car and he's selling dope. You Talk can't about I didn't do it. Hey, ain't, it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, the dope is in the car. That's all y'all dope. Yeah. The gum was in the car. That's all y'all. You know. So, but we're not being exposed to that. We're not. We're not talking about. It. We're not having. We're not starting those conversations early enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of what the boys to men. It's called the boys to men strength training and mentoring program. Mm-hmm. All boys at some point want to be strong. We start to realize, like, yo, I want a nice body because she recognizes a guy that looks very masculine and muscular. Mm -hmm. So now that's what we use to kind of drive them in the door. Mm -hmm. We show them how to lift weights, but then it gives us uh, a platform to have that conversation like, yo, let's have this conversation. Do you understand what date rape is? Mm. Yeah. Like, do you know you can't be in there and it's four guys in there with a girl and you sitting out front? Oh, y'all getting to the real discussions. We we get into the conversations that some of my, uh, my kids are single parents. Um, mm-hmm. raised by the mom and the mom doesn't know how to start that conversation. Yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Send them up here. We'll have that conversation because we got to start being more preventative with our young black men. They're making mistakes cause we ain't talking to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're thinking just stay out of trouble. Well, what does that mean? It's a lot of ways to get in trouble. So yeah. by me going through what I went through really just kind of set me up and get, it gave me, uh, a vision to say, I got caught up in this because I was never told about A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. How do I give back? How do I make that happen? Of course, being an alpha, also being a, a brother of Alpha Alpha Fraternity yes. Incorporated, we are very big on, in some way, form, or fashion, find you a door, open it, and get some of our younger people in there. Mm-hmm. Give them some kind of you know, give back in some way. And it doesn't always have to be monetary. A lot of times these kids just want knowledge. They want yeah. somebody to acknowledge them. You know, That's true. So That's true. And and you know what? Uh, like you mentioned, you get the, the young men in here and talk to them about these certain topics. Even parents that try to talk to their kids about these topics, they won't talk to the parents about it. it it'll take someone else to come in and they'll just tell their whole life story. A thousand times. I can't tell you enough you yes. know, how many times that. 
you done told your kid this or your husband done told your kid this mm-hmm. a thousand They'll times. Listen to somebody and else. I'll have one conversation with them. Mm-hmm. They're going to come home and say, hey, mom, dad, guess what? Coach York said A, B, C, D. Right. And, and you're looking like, at him uh, like, dude, I've been telling you that. But listen, you've been raising your child all their life. Mm-hmm. I've been raising my child, all my children all their life. Sometimes you got to have that village. That's when we talk about having a village of mm-hmm. some people you trust or a program or something you trust to give them other information. Because it go in one ear and out the other. You've been telling them to clean their room, eat your vegetables, do this, go to school, do this. At some point, kids shut you. They ain't sick of me telling them to do yeah. something. Yeah. I, we ain't got to admit it, but we were sick <laughs> of our mamas and daddies. True. Too. You know, the ones True. that had them. True. So, yeah, yes. man. So that's. That's what the Boys to Men program is, and it's driven through the I Am Fitness program. The I Am Fitness program, now that part of the whole program is to make us more aware. We've been lied to a lot. Mm-hmm. Black community been lied to a lot. And also, we don't have a lot of resources that other communities have, right? So we don't learn how to fix a plate, a proper plate. Right? What does a proper plate look proper like, plate. KB? Okay, so I like to teach from, from the uh, theory of macro and micronutrients, and it's just like macro and microeconomics, just like we learned in school, right? Mm-hmm. Too much of one thing will cause inflation. Too little of one thing will cause a recession mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So it's the same thing with your foods. So, like, they always talk about, ah, uh, first thing somebody says when I want to get healthy is, I'm going to stop eating meat. Listen. <laughs> I'm going to stop eating meat. Cut that. Cut that out. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with meat. Mm-hmm. Being a vegetarian is a religion more than anything else. Mm-hmm. In my studies, all the studies I've done in 20 years and all the teaching I've done in nutrition, there is no such identity as a vegetarian. You learn how to eat food in the proper portions. You don't have to worry about it. The problem with meat is we consume it in big amounts at one time. Mm-hmm. Go to Ruth Chris, you got 22-ounce steak. You ain't got to eat all 22 ounces right there. Yeah, take some of that home. Take some of that home, right? So... For a male, typically for a female, you say four ounces or less of, of meat. If I'm fixing my plate in a male, six ounces, right? Mm-hmm. So then after that, you look at the carbohydrates. Everybody goes crazy about yeah. carbohydrates. I'm going to stop eating carbs because I want to lose weight. You cannot stop eating carbs either. You can't stop eating meat. You can't stop eating carbs, right? Mm-hmm. The carbohydrates are in two forms. You got a simple and you got a complex. So the complex are the ones that... So the first thing we got to understand is that the human body makes its own sugar, so we don't need artificial sugar that comes from sodas, cakes, and cookies, and everything else, and desserts, right? The human body will take things like potatoes, beans, corn, um, rice, you know, quinoa, and it will turn it into a sugar called glucose, which get, gives us the ability to move and function, right? So the body already ha- has enough sense to make uh, sugar out of the carbohydrates, the other carbohydrate is, you know, like more like a like a piece of fruit, right? So a piece of fruit is fructose, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people don't realize there's sugar in dairy. It's called lactose, right? Mm. So there's a lot of, like I said, there's, there's so much that we don't understand. But when you're fixing your plate, you want to have typically uh, two cups of vegetables, four ounces of meat as a female, and then maybe one cup of carbohydrates. And I like I like tell my clients to break it down into berries, like, I would have a half a cup of berries, and then I'll have a half a cup of red potatoes. And that would be my, you ain't even going to be able to finish that plate. You're going to fill up. You're going to fill up. Why? Yeah. Because 
The berries are high in fiber. The vegetables are high in fiber. You got your protein. So now you can't just concentrate on carbohydrates. We love carbohydrates. Yes, we carbohydrates do. Carbohydrates <laughs> is like crack for us, right? <laughs> but then think about it. Yes. Now you had your you had that plate that I just made for you, and I throw a soda on top of that, and then throw a mm. piece of cake out for dessert. Mm. And that's think about it. That's how we were raised. Yeah, yeah, and, how, and it's in our history. It's in our history. Yeah, it's in our history, and we and we want to stick to it. It's in our culture. It is. So diabetes, I say this all the time, diabetes, you know, you got your metabolic syndrome. It's so crazy that they had to come up with a name for, for the reason why so many African-Americans are coming up with these same three disorders, high mm -hmm. cholesterol, high blood pressure, high blood sugar. Mm. They had to come up with a name. They call it metabolic syndrome. Metabo I've heard of metabolic, metabolic syndrome. Metabolic syndrome. And the thing is, it doesn't run in the family. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. It's the culture that's developed that runs in the family. And you hear a lot of people say, well, it runs in the family. That's, you that's, can always break that cycle. Always. Look at me. Mm -hmm. Right? I, when I went through what I went through, and you already heard my mother died, my father died mm -hmm. from diabetes, your, my brother was on. I have nothing. I take nothing. I take a water pill. Mm -hmm. But at one time, you know, if, if it was truly just an hereditary thing and that was the only factor that stood out, then I'm fucked. I'm, well, excuse no, me. You're good. I'm messed you're up, good. right? <laughs> That's that New York coming out, right? So, that, so I'm messed up, right? right? I'm really in a bad place. But what happened? I took charge, right? Mm -hmm. I started to understand. I started to read. I started to study exercise science. I started to study nutrition. I started to study all these different things. Mm -hmm. And I found out, I found me a doctor that was going to actually work with me, and he helped me get off this medication. It took 18 months, mm -hmm. but I got off that medication. And if you look at some of the pictures I have on my Facebook page and stuff like that, I actually take you through that journey with me. Because mm -hmm. it's 282 pounds in a year. It took me a year to get down to 218. But you did it. And then another six months to get back up to two, 250 because I didn't want to be lighting it behind like that, you know, just in case <laughs> somebody jumped my way. I got to be able to handle myself, right? right? So get it back up to 250. That was an 18-month process mm. like so it took 12 months and then it took another six months was it hard for you uh it's anything 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 is hard but i want to live mm -hmm. right so going to college and completing college think about how many people came in with us and think about how many people actually marched across that stage yeah and, and yeah because when when i graduated in four years at lamont hardly no one was right. with me. they came in with me right so the statistics are you're going with 60 about 15 or 20 going to graduate on time. Mm -hmm. And that and that's a true number. So it's the same thing with fitness, right? We may all say, yo, we're going to run every year. Mm -hmm. New Year's resolution. I'm about to get fine. Yes. I'm, about, I'm about to make this happen, ma. And that's specifically why I wanted to meet with you in this in this, at this time of year in January because fitness seems to be at the top of the list at the top of the year for everyone. Well, for most people um, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to work out. Um, and I'm sure you see a lot of people uh, come time. in and increase in enrollment. That's the money time. Does those numbers well, drop off? Oh, those numbers drop off. It get because it, it, <laughs> this, the, the thing gets real at some point, right? You mm -hmm. really realize that I have to exercise on a consistent basis. You really realize at some point, yo, I'm going to have to eat right if I want this to work. Mm -hmm. So I always say by love day, by February 14th, <laughs> boy, they're going to drop off so fast. Oh, it's around that but time. The drop off is quick then. The drop off is quick. Because think about it, Ma. If I get in here and we start working out and you get a little sore, you're uncomfortable. If you can't eat what you want to eat, you're uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If I'm uncomfortable too long, I'm bouncing. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I ain't dealing with this. Because no you more. don't want to make the commitment. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Our whole life is based on how comfortable we can be. We go to mm-hmm. school because we want to live a comfortable life. Right? Mm-hmm. We get married because we want a comfortable relationship, even though we know that's always comfortable, but you, it's secure. Yeah. Right? You, I got you, you got me. We're going to ride this out regardless, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It right. ain't going to be comfortable, but yo, we're going to make it the best we can. Mm-hmm. But if everybody's doing their part, you got a family you can raise in a comfortable and, 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 a, and a household that has a little bit of order, right? Mm-hmm. So Everything is based on, I want the nicest car. I want that BMW because it look good, and it got all the bells and whistles. It's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I want that nice house because it's got the sunroom, and it's got the bedroom. It's got all the, it's comfortable. So everything is based upon us being comfortable. As soon as we get out of our comfort zone, guess what? Or as soon as I, now think about this. Anytime I challenge you, <laughs> you uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Man, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm quitting. Anything you do in life, when they challenge you, at some point, you're going to have to make a decision that, yo, yeah. this not going to beat me or, yo, I'm going to do something else, man. I ain't going to keep going through this garbage. Mm-hmm. I, I ain't got to do this. Yeah. No one has to work out. So you're already prepared for the drop-off. Oh, uh, I'm prepared for the drop-off, but I, I, so because this is a fitness center, not a gym, right? People come in here because they want somebody to stay on them and to monitor and manage their nutrition, Mm-hmm. and monitor and manage their exercise, make sure they're not doing too much, make sure they're not doing too little, make sure they're not, not doing clinging jerks and all this crazy, they got all this stuff from, like, uh, the, the CrossFit and all this, and then mm-hmm. people's shoulders is breaking, and uh, it's just oh it's my, It's bananas, right? You see this, and you try to emulate it, and then you turn around and you hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. When you come to a fitness center, all that is laid out for you. You have all the structure you need. You got everything laid out from your meal plan, from your detox, you know Know the difference between a regular detox and, and, and this garbage that you see they selling in GNC or Golo and all this mm. nonsense. Take all these pills and it's going to flush you out. Why would you put chemicals in the body to detoxify the body? That, that's that's They're asinine. taking them. Yeah, but, you're seeing a lot of that. Or turmeric, right? We're going to mm-hmm. take turmeric or we're going to do uh, uh, herbal life and all of it. Listen, God made it perfect, man. <laughs> We ain't really, you know, the only one, there's only one substance you have to add to your body. What is that? Water. Water. Yeah. Water is the net. And, and listen, I'm not no rocket scientist. This is research. This is regular information that's available to everybody. Just mm-hmm. Google it. That's the only thing you need to live. <laughs> you got to have it. Water and, and, and the foods. The only thing that you're taking is in the fitness center is we're going to give you a system that you follow in it. As long as you're consistent mm-hmm. on this, this system, you're going to get results. Mm-hmm. Whereas at a gym, you just go in there, you do what you want to do, and then you're going to do something you saw on YouTube, and then you saw this guy doing this, so you're going to try that, and you send this girl doing this, and then you're going to go to this class, and you're going to do this. It's all over the place. And you know what? I made the mistake, verbally effective audience, of of calling uh, KB's uh, facility a gym. And he said, no. No, no, no. Get that right. No, get that right. This is a fitness center. And I'm like, so what's the difference? And he broke it down for me. Gym, yeah. they come and do what they want. Just like school. So if you study something and you study it on your own, mm-hmm. but then you study it and a professor takes you through it, that professor is going to give you a guideline to where it's mm-hmm. going to stick. But yeah. if I read it on my own, I may get lost in some things, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you're a religious person and you believe in the Bible and you believe or believe in the Quran or whatever religion you believe in, you can read that book on your own. Mm-hmm. But you trust somebody to try to give you guidance, even if it's just a parent. Yeah. Like you're not going to just jump out there and uh, 
and now you got this misunderstanding or you interpreted it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Most of the times we're going to interpret things to do what fit our cause and our need and our agenda. Usually. There you go. So that's everything across the board, man. Even when you're talking about fitness and health and everything else, you know, in life, I'm going to make it fit my agenda. I'm going to make it comfortable for me. Once I do that, I don't care what the truth is. I don't care what reality is. I don't care about what what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing a little bit of it, mm-hmm. and that's enough. That's going to fit mine. You got to take it full circle, man. You got to yeah. you got to bring it full circle. You got to do it all the way, all the way, and then you see the results. But once yeah. you get the results in this fitness thing, it's vanity. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I look good. You got to maintain God it. God damn it, I look good, man. Let's <laughs> stop all this. You know what I'm Let's saying? Let's be honest. Yeah, after we get healthy, right? Once we get yeah. our blood, sugar, and blood, everything together, mm-hmm. and stop it. So, KB, that's how you feel? I look good. I know I look good. Man, look, is that look, is that? I always say this. I got a shirt. I got a shirt, man. And, and some people even feel like uh, he's arrogant. If you get to know me, you understand I'm not. Mm-hmm. But there was a time where I would be naked. Get naked in the mirror. You ever want to face naked. reality? My butt ass naked. Get in front okay. of that mirror. Okay. And just stand there and look and face your reality. <laughs> face your face reality. It. You're gonna see your gut. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see your butt. You're gonna see your extra neck. You're gonna see all that. Mm-hmm. Right. If you don't like what you see, fix it. Fix it. Once again, going back to the third eye. Third mm-hmm. eye is not what you see through your eyes. Mm-hmm. It's what you understand. Yeah. It's your mind. Yes. You look in that mirror. And the doctor said, hey, we're going to start you on a higher dose of blood pressure medicine. You stand in that mirror, you look at your body, and you go, maybe this doctor has a point. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I do need to do something, right? But before he puts you on that medica- medication, let's mm-hmm. try and change our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Let's not go to happy hour every, every day after work. Mm-hmm. Let's cut that back. Like, yeah. let's just stop for a whole month. And see what happens. And see what happens. Yeah. And see how your body transforms. Do something different. Do something different. Listen, nobody is going to get changed doing the same thing they've been doing. Yeah. Change yeah. don't work that way. That's true. You got to make an adjustment. You got to mm-hmm. pull something out or you got to add something to it to make that thing work the way you want it to work or yeah. to get the results that you want. Yeah. So that's just reality of anything, financial, spiritual, mm-hmm. however you want to come at it, man. If you want that thing to change, you're going to have to make a change. That's true. That's true. And you know what, KB? I feel like it takes, you know, a strong person um, and a person that people listen to to do the type of job like you. Um, and, and I know we talked about this. I feel like you're a therapist um, in a way because you're guiding people to reach these goals. Um, I feel like it's therapy. It is. It is. So one of the ways to treat um Depression, when I was dealing with depression, was to exercise. Mm-hmm. That's one of the first things my counselor had me doing, exercise. Mm-hmm. Like when you lose a parent, a child, um, or, or someone close to you, right, that's hard because there's a void. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll fill that void with negative stuff, right? So I feel like everything that I have gone through made York. Mm-hmm. That's where York came from. Because you got Kelvin, he's the academic nerd, you know what I mean? He's the 3.0 and, mm-hmm. you know, all this, you know, graduated summa cum laude. Okay, Don't come play on, with summa. it now. Don't come play on. with it. Come you know on. what I mean? But, you know, that's Kelvin. And then you got KB. Like I said, he's the dude from the streets. Like, mm-hmm. he recognized his game. But then York came because I don't want to die. I was afraid of dying like my mother died or my father died. Mm-hmm. 
right? And then once I started applying these different things to my life, right? So all of these things had to happen in order to give me the strength and the understanding to push other people. You come in here and you be like, my mom just died. I've been there. Let's yeah, go. You can relate. I just got out of prison. Okay, I've been there. Let's ride. I just had to sell all my stuff, and I just I had to file bankruptcy. I've been there. My my credit score today is eight twenty six. I got that thing in the mail. You would have okay, thought I eight twenty. You would have thought I ran won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. You but I, I and I and I pushed that with my clients. What your what your credit look like? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These things matter. But for all the stuff that you've been through, I've already been through it. So now it, I'm not somebody just telling you to do it because I ain't been. I've been two hundred ninety pounds. My wife used to tell me I look like an offensive lineman. I've never seen you 290. Ooh, girl, I got the picture on Facebook. Mm. Neck mm. like this, a little bit of a belly. My face was big. Mm. 290. Wow. I was on blood pressure medicine, diabetic um, medicine, cholesterol medicine. The medicines were bothering my stomach, so they had me on the IBS, irritable bowel syndrome medicine. I was on seven different medications, ma. Like mm. all kind of stuff. And now just the water pill. Now just the water pill. Wow. And that's only because once you come off of blood pressure medicine, one thing that they do tell you that is true, once you come off of blood pressure medicine, you never really can come completely off. They got to keep something in there just in case. Because this, even though I work out and I eat healthy, right, mm -hmm. there's still one type of thing. There's one thing that can um, interfere with your blood pressure that you can't control. What, what is, is that? that? Stress. Stress. Oh, yeah. You're married. Something we all deal with. You got kids. You got a job. Mm -hmm. Just life. You got COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, you got all this stuff going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Lot. So you can't control that. Mm -hmm. So my doctor is a black doctor. And the reason why I had to get myself a black doctor, because the white doctor I had, every time I had a different symptom, he gave me a different medication. Mm -hmm. And one time I confronted him and I asked him, I said, hey, doc, can we start doing something to get me off this medication? Because I don't want to keep taking this medication. That joker told me. You're non-compliant. Put him down for non-compliant. He didn't even answer my freaking question. Wow. A doctor. A doctor. Mm. And I told him, you know what? And they called the cops. They called the cops. Because I wanted my medical record so I can get out of there. And I, I went and found me a black doctor. Mm. He, someone that looked like me, that's been through what I've been through, that's dealing with what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Right? You notice a big difference? Big ass difference because... He didn't just take me off the medication. His name is Dr. Robinson. He's at Life Science. The man is amazing. Mm -hmm. Because when I went in there and I sat down, he took me through the process. He showed me everything. He gave me a plan. This is how we're going to get you off this medication. But I need you to do your part. Mm -hmm. The rest is history. So the first doctor never gave you a plan, never showed you. Never talked to that... me about nutrition. Never yeah. talked to me about like how we can get you off this medication. I think he was more offended that I challenged his authority as a doctor, as if he was God himself. And that lets you know how many patients just let him right. assign the there medication and make all these you know, the incentives. The yeah. first thing he said to me was like, yo, your father died of this and your mother died of this. It's just hereditary. Wow. You know what you can do with your hereditaryism? Like all of that. And that ain't even a damn word. I just made that up. Right. You <laughs> yeah. know what you can do with that? Don't come in here telling me what you're hereditarily. I don't want to hear that. Mm -hmm. God gives you a chance to write your own story. Okay. It don't have to be the story of your mother and your father. Amen. You got to get that pen. Be bold enough and brave enough to pick up that damn pen and start writing your own shit.
Mm-hmm. Know what I mean, excuse me, my language, yo. You good? To, you good? Right, You're right, so passionate right. about this topic because it, it, it saved my life. Yes, it saved my life, man. It, I, I mean, my wife I had a wife. I got a wife. My wife couldn't even. She didn't know what to do. You can't console a man that's hurting um, it's hard. from his soul. Yeah. And as a black woman, I already got enough. You're black and you're a woman. You got enough. Mm-hmm. Now you got to try to get this man back on track. Yeah. But she was there. She she maintained. She made sure I was good. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why today uh, you spoil her. You're damn right. I know that's right. I have anything I can provide for. We yes. may not be able to go get that Bugatti, <laughs> but she going to roll in a Lexus okay. if I can afford it. Yes. You know what I mean? And and then not only that, my family structure, my mm-hmm. brother. Every, the whole time he's on, on on the med, uh, doing the dive the dialysis, he's like, "Yo, bro, proud of you, man. Mm-hmm. Proud of you. You know what I'm saying? When I get off this stuff, I'm and now today you can't get him to stop exercising. He got that new kidney, so he's good. Oh, he's rolling. Mm-hmm. He's rolling. You know what I'm saying? And he didn't do like I did. He didn't go to school and do all that. He did. He he did the street life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. And even while he was doing the street life, he made sure I was good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why can't we both be good doing it? Nah, Yes. Nah. Everybody got their own right, journey to take. Right, right, So even though yes. he was sickly, he was pushing me. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and then, you know, I had I got three kids, man. They looking at me and they need daddy to be right. Definitely. You know definitely. what I'm saying? They need daddy to be right mentally. So I had to humble myself and, and get out of my own way and allow myself to be great. And I became great once I allowed myself to be great. I just had to get out my way. Yes, get out your own way. Get out your own way, man. And we, you know, your children, you know, you you raising these kids, they'll make you want to do better. Man. You know, so you can live to see your grandkids one day. And I and, got two of them. Yes. Oof, different yes. type of love. I know it is. Raggedy, I know you spoiling them. My raggedy kids talking about, you ain't do that with us. You ain't a grandchild. <laughs> That's how it goes. Right. That is how it goes. Kick rocks. Beat it. <laughs> My grandbaby. <laughs> but you know what? I want to talk about this because you've been in this industry for over years. 20 years yeah. and you've seen a lot change. Yeah. You've seen the input of social media in right. this game. How has that affected the fitness industry from what you've seen? You've seen a lot with people changing their bodies with uh, plastic surgery right. and right. different enhancements. Right. Tell me about all that you've seen. Over the 20 years that you've been in this fitness so, industry. So, so everybody's got a secret formula mm-hmm. to make it happen faster than the next person. So now you got a 30-day transformation. You got a 7-day transformation. You got all these different ways to get the body to change, which is unrealistic, right? Quicker. Yeah. So I want to get – I want your, your – your, um, I want your trust – that I can do it faster than the next guy. Mm. So I teach from fitness. I don't do supplements. I don't do none of that stuff. We're not going to do no series of pills and, and, and all this other stuff. Um, so that's being pushed on the, yeah, social it's, media it's the, heavily. So what it is is feeding on the, one, the ignorance. And ignorance isn't a bad word. It just means you're lacking knowledge of, right? Mm-hmm. So they're pushing on the ignorance and the desperation of a lot of people. Trying to keep up with what they see on the internet. Trying to keep up with what they see. They're influenced. Mm -hmm. What do they call them on on social media? Influencers. Influencers. Right? Yeah. And the more likes and the more follows you get, some of these, you know, uh, media outlets, they'll, you know, sites, they'll say, hey, we'll pay you this much if you can keep this many views and Mm da-da-da-da-da. Okay? I get it. So, I come from a standpoint of 
we're going to take our time with this. If you're looking for the quick fix, I ain't for you. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. By science, the human body can, can actually only lose two pounds per week. Mm. Oh, but I lost five pounds. That's water weight. Water weight, okay. Two pounds is actual weight. And then there's water weight. Naturally. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Now, there are chemicals you can put in your body that will kind of make you feel like and look like temporarily it may suppress some things that makes you, uh, I lost 10 pounds in 30 days. I mean, 10 pounds in 10 days, but that weight's coming back. Yeah. It's like something, I had this conversation on on a, um, Instagram, this one lady talking about, oh, I'll wear a sauna suit. <laughs> Listen. That's Listen, not necessary. No, it's not necessary and it's dangerous. You know how many people have died from heat strokes wearing sauna suits in the gym? Really? Yeah. Wow. And oh, it make me sweat more. Baby, listen. It's a sweat it's a, it's a garbage bag with elastic on it. You're sweating the same amount. It's mm. just holding the sweat in. Mm. So then when you take that sweater, oh my god, look at all this sweat. You think you did something. And then also, we affiliate sweat with losing weight. That's not what sweat is. Do you know what sweat is? What is sweat? Sweat is the body's ability to cool down mm. through your pores. That's why they have so much in there, because they need to cool down. And they're not allowing their body to cool down, okay. which is causing them to have different different issues like uh, heat strokes, or you get really lethargic, you get real lightheaded. If you really think about it, look at your um, air conditioning unit at your house. If you go outside and you look at the the um, the little thing, it's going to be sweat beads of sweat on top of it. Look at the refrigerator unit; there's going to be beads of sweat on top of it because there's a cooling mechanism yeah, that your body has. That, the condition, yeah, the condenser, right? Yeah. So even on your car, you lift your hood up. There's a little bit of water. It's got everything was designed after the human body, mm. right? On how to ventilate. Every system you look at, refrigerators. Um, you know, like I said, uh, um, air conditioners, carburetor, everything is based off of that. Mm-hmm. There's a way for the the air to come in and a way for it to go out, right? So what happens is in society, everybody's like, yo, the more you sweat, the more weight you lose. No, the more you move, the more sweat, mm-hmm. right? And then sometimes it depends on your hormone levels, right? There's some people that can't sweat, mm. right? So sweat is the body cooling down and also detoxifying this body. That's the number one way, one way the body detoxifies it, itself. Everybody think it's from pissing and shitting. No. 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 <laughs> that ain't it. No. That's part of it. Yeah. But do you realize that you sweat 24 hours a day? What determines how much you sweat? The more activity you're doing. The more you're moving around. If you're doing a boot camp, you're going to sweat more than sitting here doing a podcast, right? Yes, because they got it in the day. Yeah, but you're still sweating. You're yeah. sweating right now as we have this conversation. I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sweating right now as we have this conversation. Okay. But that's the body's way of cooling down. Think about this. And this is proof. Let me. All, I always want to prove things. I don't like just telling you stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure you prove it. Don't take a bath for a whole day. Mm. But don't move. But don't move. Mainly just sit there in your house and do your everyday things. And then don't take a bath for two days and three days and four days. What's going to happen? You're going to start to develop an odor. Mm. Why? Because you're sweating. You're sweating. Right. You're sweating and so regardless. You're, you're going to feel the film on your body and all of that. That's why we have to bathe daily. Mm. 
most of us. Some people, I, you know, <laughs> you know, they, they in two or three days or just on the weekend. I saw all kind yes. of craziness, but that's why we we bathe daily mm-hmm. to get the sweat off our bodies. Because if you don't, you're gonna smell it. If you don't bathe for one day and you wake up the next morning, you're gonna smell it. Yeah. Baby, uh, take that take that bath because you're sweating. Get you're sweating in. regardless. Right. Now, KB, this is w- one thing I want to talk with you about. Um, this segment is called A-Mine, Say-Mine. It's real, some real Memphis stuff. Like, repeat right. after me. A-Mine, Say-Mine. I try this all the time. My Let's kids see tell me New to York. stop. They always be like, Dad, stop. <laughs> you sound crazy. A-Mine, Say-Mine. A-Mine, Say-Mine. You sound good. And my kids, my kids get on my head, be like, Dad, we ain't trying to talk like New Yorkers. Don't try and talk like us. You sound like some trash. I, you sound real Memphis. Amen. 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 Say mine. Say mine. Yes, got you got you. it. Got you got you. it. Now, this segment is a moment of transparency between you and I. I want you to let me know your true feelings on this topic. And this is something that you and you and I have been talking about over the past week. Uh, the young man, um, Tyree Nichols, um, he was killed by police, uh, Memphis police officers, uh, I guess a routine traffic stop, and they killed the young man, caught it on uh, videotape. I think that tape will actually be released next week, and we're all going to witness what's going on. Since yesterday, those officers have been released, fired. fired. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think there's ever been an incident where police officers have been fired from yeah an incident like this this quick what are your thoughts on this entire situation and and those five cops were black right right so honestly and i have this conversation with the kids in my boys to men program Mm -hmm. there was a time where i felt like the cops were our friend when did you feel like that when i was a kid when i first we usually do right and then they used to come to the school, the fire department, come to school, and they talk to you and say, hey, if anyone's ever bothering you, you call us. We're going to take care of you. After you grow up and you start experiencing life, you start to understand that that's not all the way true. Mm. Um, there's a big trust issue between the community and the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, I think after the George Floyd incident, I think I played fuck the, fu- fuck the police every video that I mm. I put on social media because I was in tears. I remember yeah. my wife holding me um, and praying over me because I was mad and enraged. That was so hard to watch. I and... wanted to go at yeah some of these uh, people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But this one hit home because... This time, the cops weren't white cops. They were black cops. It hit different. So it hit different for me. It was like, at first, I used to always say, how come we're not getting shot by black cops when we had all these 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 car stops and these instances where cops were sitting on top of a black man's head and shooting them? They were all white cops or other races shooting and killing black men. Mm-hmm. But this one is a black, these are black men killing a black man. One of my best friends is a police officer, has been for 26 years, decorated. He's a good cop. He literally lives to get bad people off the street. Mm-hmm. And I mean, passionate about it. And it's hard to have people that you love that are police officers. And then 
you see stuff like this happen. And so now you're like in this crossroads of, I want to stand for my people and be against the cops, but I love my brother. Right. Conflict. And it's conflict and it's hard. And you have my son that thought about being a police officer and he saw that. Oh, no, nah, I'm done. But he had saw the George Floyd and how that affected me. And, um, even other black men that were in his life, he saw how as an adult black man, how this affected them. And so this certain situation here, we all we all know that there's usually a process and a procedure that you have to go through mm-hmm. where you get administrative leave or paid mm-hmm. leave or something like that. Nah, they chopped the head off. They chopped it quick. Now, mind you, for what they did, they should have, but they should have been doing it for the white cops too, yeah. the cops that were doing it before that weren't black. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like these cops should have kept their job because they were black. Nah, you do wrong, get out the door. Now, the next thing we want to see, we want to see charges. Yeah. And I want to see some heavy charges. Yeah. And I know no, no slap on the wrist, not for what they did. Not and for I what pray they, they show that they need to show the overhead camera mm-hmm. from the from the cop camera. I'm hearing this. Not not relief. not the body cam. We don't yes. want to see that. Yo, listen, the community doesn't want to see that damn body cam. Keep that shit. Mm-hmm. We want to see the one that was up ahead, up above, mm-hmm. because it's already circulating. I heard it. Some people already saw it. Did you see it? I did. And what? Do, how are we gonna feel when we see it, KB? We, we're going to have a, God is going to have to move through you. Mm. Cause, God is going to have to move through you. I mean, if you have children, if you have sons, have it could son. be your child. Like, like this is so sad. Um, how do you think that this is going to affect Memphis overall when we see this video and, and watch how they're going to reprimand these police officers? Depending on how they reprimand them. If they come hard and swift, Okay, then then you're not gonna see the uprise because mm-hmm. we. I mean, people people are sick and tired. Of, yes, of people in authority taking advantage of people that are and and these are people that we're supposed to trust. Mm-hmm. These are people we call when we're in harm's way to protect us, and don't let us take it into our own hands because now we're going into the system as well. As well. Right? So you can't, somebody put their hands on your daughter and you defend your daughter, there's a chance that you go to jail too because mm-hmm. you defending your daughter. And, I mean, that well, y'all already know me. I ain't you know, just going to get bail money and we're going to go through the system because <laughs> yeah. you're not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, yeah. I grew up in a house where my mom was beaten on a regular basis and, and uh, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going. I'm, I'm going to protect mine. Um but I just think that at some point, like, there's, and, and on, on the side of the cops, you got these little knuckleheads out here, man, and they, they're, they're, they're um, carjacking women, taking their cars, they're abducting women, they're doing all these bad things. It's a lot. Right? Crime is so bad and in so, Memphis right now. Yeah, and, and, and so part of you is like, yeah, we need some kick-ass type cops out here. But where do you draw the line? Mm-hmm. Like, you get what I'm saying? So being a police officer, I've never been one. But having so many family members that are, it's a hard job. Yeah. Because at some, sometimes you got to really, really put it down to show 
that we're in charge and we're we're in charge of the situation, whatever it may be. But then there's also got to be some compassion behind that. Mm -hmm. You can't do anything without compassion behind it. That's anything, because it's going to be an overkill, yeah. right? Like if you're a Christian and you're you're a radical Christian, I don't want to stay away from me. <laughs> you're doing yeah. too much all the time. Yeah. If you're a Muslim and you're a radical, stay away from me, mm -hmm. right? Fitness, if you're radical with it, stay away. Yeah. It, it, everything has to have some kind of balance, right? And there's got to be some order and some structure. And I think until we we can um, really dig into the system and, and <laughs> it's a broken system and we know it's broken. It, it right? is. It was built that way. It was built that way. Yeah. And so now all you're doing is really like it's it's coming to pass what you are what what you develop. That's true. But at some point, man, I just and this is just me being a black man. Mm -hmm. I just feel like at some point, as a black man, and you did what what, what you were doing. There should have been a shutoff file right. at some point. You can't beat a man to death. To death. And it took all three of y'all to do that? Right. And this, and this, this a was helpless a 29 year old. 29 year old. And three to five grown men. Yeah. And, and see, when they release that tape next week, that's like my two sons are going to see it. And they've seen so many and they get desensitized. And, you know, it, they're, they're developing their own idea of police officers right now. Right. Other than what I talk and what their dad talks to them about, right. you know, dealing with police. Right. So. And it's sad. That's one of the, the one of the topics we cover in the Boys and Men program. I know. I think that's rape. so important. We, talk, we talked about date rape, what that is. We talk about uh, social drugs. We talk about behavior, mm -hmm. accountability. One of the biggest topics we have to have is how do you handle an irate cop when he comes to your window? How do you get home safe to your parents? Yes. What are your rights? How do you do this mm -hmm. without making the cop more irate? And or how do we do this without dying mm -hmm. in that situation? Because everything is on the table. Everything's on the table. Anything can happen. You gotta have a witness. How do you have a witness? I always tell them, turn on your phone. Let yeah. them know that, hey, I got my mother on the phone. So that they know that somebody is on the phone. You're not by yourself. Mm -hmm. That's gonna change that whole conversation because they know somebody else is witnessing what's going on. We're talking mm -hmm. about a young black man with braids mm -hmm. or whatever that stereotypical uh stereotypical thing that they look at and they say, Oh, he must be a troublemaker. What? I hate that. I, I know it. That. I, my son got his hair dyed because he was playing football and he he liked Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and when he got his hair dyed, and you know, teachers looked at him different. And see, like this. And that welcomes get, different attention. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, people should do what they want to do, but you're gonna get some of this unwelcomed attention. And as a parent, what do you do, son? I don't think that's a good idea. But at the same time, you want your child to be. You yes. want them to express themselves. You right. want them to be who they. That's so, not what I'm but going you're worried, right, now. right? You're worried about mm -hmm. what somebody's going to do to your child mm -hmm. when you're not around to defend them or speak up for them. That's true. That's true. So you know, I, I applaud you for creating this boys to men program because our young black men they need these conversations. Um, they they need someone to help them along the way, other than their parents. Yeah, you we know. started out. <clears throat> mostly, excuse me, mostly having athletes. Now we just got everyday mm -hmm. parents just wanting their kids to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. 
So it's and really it don't help. It don't, Yeah, and it don't hurt that they working out too. You know, they can learn how to do that. That's mm-hmm. great. But they want them having these conversations. Yeah. I've put a lot of kids through. I mean, I co-parent with a lot of I believe a you. lot of parents, I man. They call me hey, coach, man. You know, my son just started doing A, B, C, and D. He's in school. I need you to call him. Mm-hmm. Say no more. I got mm-hmm. you. Because most of these kids I started with, they were in ninth grade. Let you know how old I am, right? <laughs> they're ninth grade. Now they're grown men. They're coming back they with grown families. Men. Yeah, and I'm looking at them like, oh, my gosh, That's you got amazing. a daughter. You yeah. should really be proud of yourself for, you know, instituting something like this. Because it's so needed, especially in the Memphis community. Yeah, I look at it. I'm not so much. Uh, I, I do. I do. Uh, I feel like I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. I just want to do my part. Yeah. Right? I've I, had I know so how many, that feels. Man, I've had so many great experiences and I had some bad ones. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and let you experience, talk about me and know all my good without telling you my bad. Yes. When yes. I put that stuff on Facebook one time, man, people was like, you went to jail. What? When? Yes, because I should sure know. You, you, you're a suicide survivor. What happened? When did that happen? Yeah. Because all they know is. The academic All-American, the basketball mm-hmm. American. The alpha. The alpha, the business businessman, mm-hmm. and I've been married 23 years. Yep. How the hell that happened? I don't know. Right? Right. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where. She love you. Right. It, it, and not only that, it, it's it's a, we both got to work at it. Yes. I, and I had, to, I had to humble myself. Yeah. You got to humble yourself. Everybody has to humble man, themselves. Man, if you want that thing to work, man, and nothing Sacrifices. outside of God. Nothing outside of God means more to me than my family. Amen. Nothing. I feel you. Outside feel of God. You. After God, that's it. I yeah. don't care about anything else. I don't have to eat. I don't have to look good. I don't have to have clean clothes. But my wife is going to look good. My children going to have it. My son going to have his hair cut. My children going to mm-hmm. have they They're they going to be. You're going to look. My grandfather told me this a long time ago. He grew up on a farm with a third grade education. Mm-hmm. A man is identified by what his family looked like, not what he looked like. That's true. That's so true. if I'm on a. Uh, 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 a hot wheel. <laughs> he said a but, hot wheel. But my wife is getting to work and my kids are driving <laughs> and they're doing good. Then I'm successful. That's true. I'm successful. So you that's are. A, I'm an old soul. You are. I'm an old soul. You are. And KB, uh, you look exactly the same from when I met you fall 97 at Lamont on College. I'm talking about t- it taking care of your body and, and really – Focusing on nutrition correctly can do that. I, I need to sign up. Yeah, man, let's go. Let's I need go, to get man. it going. I need to get it going. It's all about preserving <laughs> the body. Listen, God gave us this gift. He blessed us with this gift called fitness. Mm-hmm. You can self-heal and you can preserve the body. I know mm-hmm. some people that are in their 70s and they look Angela Bassett. Mm, gorgeous. Angela Bassett. I mean, Leo. you can just go down the line and really look at the people that have vested themselves into the fitness thing. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. Yeah. He's not old in our But eyes, in NBA. But in the NBA? Yeah. Do you know the man spends a million dollars on his body every year? I believe it. I believe it because he's still out there putting his so, body on the line. So it shows you that if you put that, if you invest in your body like you do your car, your home, mm-hmm. your relationship and everything else, your body will preserve itself and you will have yeah. less issues. We yeah. cause the issues for that our body have. We cause yeah, ourselves true. to have high The things that we body. do. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. unless you come down with something like cancer or, or something like that, you know, hey, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. every now and again, it's just, you know, uh, draw the straw and you and you just got to pray your way through it. Yeah. And, um, but 90% 
we can control ourselves. That's true. You know, my dad used to tell me all the time, one thing you can't buy again is another body. Not a body. You can have all this surgery you want. That's not going <laughs> to give you internally a new body. Did you hear about the lady that had all the surgery? Her body was banging. She's a beautiful woman. She died from a heart attack. See how that worked. Right. I mean, body, when you look at her body, if you saw it, and they had it on social media, her body, she was a dime piece. Like what we would see and go, oh, my gosh. Right? Heart attack. But she had a heart attack. And she was only, I want to say 38, maybe 40, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dime piece, man. Yeah. You know, and you know us as men, man, we want that Instagram model, but we mm-hmm. can look like a bottle. We can look like a bag of nickels. <laughs> I don't understand that, man. Don't you think, you know, the, the woman wants something nice to look at as well. Right. But we demand, we demanding these women look a certain way. Here you are with a gut. They want the Kim Kardashians. Right. And the, the, the booty, the titties, the Listen, your 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 bottle. job as a married person or a person in a relationship is to keep that attention on you. Spiritually, mentally, and physically. Yeah. And financially in some, some aspects because you want to make sure you're both doing your part. That's true. But if I want your eyes to stay on me, I need to do what do I need what to do. do. Now, we all going to grow old and we're going to do all this, mm-hmm. but do it do it gracefully. Yes, You gracefully. ain't got to be sickly and be done. Okay, baby, you count your pills and I'm going to count mine. Ooh, it's a okay, lot of what, pill counters out your, here. What's your, what's your shit bag look like? Is it filled? <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Do I have to? Do I have to? Yes. Monthly? No. There's a way to go. We don't want that for everyone. I know it. I am fitness. That is not what you're preaching around here. You are really trying to get people to do. Hold yourself accountable. Yes, yes. So let the good people with the verbally effective audience know how they can sign up with I Am Fitness with Kelvin York Brown. Okay, so basically what you do here is you're going to send an email. You send me an email, and I'm going to send you what's called like a flyer, and it's going to give you times and and you're gonna have to pick a time and say hey this is more convenient for me so once you send that email i'm gonna start communicating with you and we're gonna figure a time out you're gonna come in you're gonna do an assessment now fitness assessment make sure you understand i'm not doing measurements i'm not touching nobody <laughs> all that's out don't come in here talking about I'll measure my butt and my neck and my thigh no ain't no touching what a fitness assessment is it's going to be a short workout you're going to get to see how the program works I'm going to get a chance to evaluate you and say how comfortable you are with weights, using weights, being around weights, how comfortable you are with everything in the gym. And then we're going to see if this is the program you're looking for or if I, or where I'm going to start with you is as far as this program. Like, do I need to work on you with your knees, your lower back? You know, we need to figure out what's going to be the best course of, of action to get you from A to B. So okay. to sign up, you just send the email. Or you can call me, 901-596-0072. And what's that email? Email is iamfitnessmemphis.com, at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. iamfitnessmemphis at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That's it. And you're going to set up that assessment. Get them in here. Get, get them going. going. Get it going. Get them in. Get them going. Well, what I witnessed today, I really enjoyed. Um, you know, we were taking videos and checking everybody out and I'm ready to get started. Man, let's get you it can going. fit me in next let's, week. Let's get it going. I got you. <laughs> I got you, Ma. Yes. It's too easy. It's too easy. Well, do you have any advice for people that are on the fence about working out and coming to get healthy? Because it's on a lot of people's mind, and they always have an excuse of why they can't do it and haven't started yet. Any advice to push them? Give them a little motivation. Well, the one thing I always say about um, – Fitness is 
if you don't come get it, it's not going to come to you. Mm-hmm. And the way God designed the human body is to start to, at some point, age. <clears throat> if you want to live a comfortable life for all of your days, you don't have to work out every single day, but you do have to get active, mm-hmm. right? If not, you're, you're going to pay for it in, in, in prescriptions and doctor visits, or you're going to pay for it in a program somewhere and just avoid all of that. So anytime you're on, a, and I never try to push nobody into this because you can't push somebody into this. They got to want to want it. it. You got to want it. You got to yeah. be sick and tired of being sick and tired. Why I started, I, I, I didn't like being 290 pounds. Mm-hmm. I didn't like taking all that medication. And think about it. I was probably in my mid, mid-30s. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the way I looked. So this is your calling card. Go stand in that mirror butt naked. <laughs> butt naked. The butt see, naked says. See if you like what you like and, 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 and see if you're walking up a flight of stairs, if you're out of breath. Right? These are reality checks we got to have with ourselves. Yes, definitely. Well, hey, guys, you need to send that email. Call the number. Um, you're on social media as well. Give them your socials um, handles. Social media on Facebook. I'm at Kelvin. I am Fitness Brown. On Instagram, I am I am Fitness by York, and on TikTok, I am I am Fitness. Those are the three uh, venues I use, and those are the ones that you can reach out to me at. All right, well, Kelvin, I've been calling you KB the whole <laughs> podcast because you know that's, that's what I've been calling you. you know me as. Yes, but uh, I think I might be calling you York soon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, all the people that do come here that are alumnus from the Morning on College, man, they just yeah. call me what you know me by. Yes, yes, yes. I really appreciate you, Kelvin York Brown, owner of I Am Fitness, founder of the nonprofit Boys to Men, and of course, my brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Hey, I really love what you're doing out here in the M. Keep up the great work. Thank you. And if you need anything from me, just let me know. Awesome, awesome. This was great. This was yes, great. Yes, it did so time. great. Right, right. Yes. Look, they're going to be calling you to do more podcasts all out right, here. All right, well, we're going to make it happen, man. <laughs> make thank it happen, Captain. Thank you so much, Kelvin York Brown. And thank you guys once again for tuning into the Verbally Effective Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on all streaming platforms and at Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.